This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back, creeps. Hey. So here's another Patreon exclusive. I think what we're going to try and do is keep the keep the video episodes strictly for Patreon. Because today I released, or we released a, uh, a video of the regular episode. And I don't think people were really that into it, which is fine. So I think from now on, we're going to try and keep these just for Patreon and maybe the shorter ones because they take a lot longer to edit too. So either way, let us know what you guys think because if it works out that you guys want to see all of the episodes, watch along or whatever, that's fine. I'll do them and maybe make them just for you. But for now, I'm going to take you all to Singapore. I like Singapore. I like their, I like their noodles. I like their fried rice. And their Pokemon cards. It, I, uh, Singapore is one of the places that has the lowest uh, crime rate. Really? In the world, yeah. Nice to know. Okay, so today's story is probably going to be pretty short and sweet. Yay. But these extra creep ones tend to be because I like these ones. These are the ones that I want to cover, but sometimes I feel like uh, maybe they're not lo- quite long enough for a regular episode. Concentrated content, not exactly. watered down content. Yes. Which is great. Okay, so today we're going to talk about Chang'e Hospital. The, it's known, like, pretty much everywhere as the old Chang'e Hospital. And it was built by the British in 1935 as a part of a military base in Chang'e in Singapore. Okay. Remember, the British used to have their hand in all of the pies. So it was actually, they owned Singapore at the time. It was known then simply as the RAF Hospital, okay. Royal Air Force. And seven years after it was built, the British withdrew from Singapore because World War II was kicking off. They needed all their troops back home and the Japanese pretty soon took over and used the hospital and its grounds as a prison camp, specifically for British soldiers and anyone considered to be anti-Japanese. Now, according to Centennial magazine, Some of these anti-Japanese people included 66 Chinese men who were really fucking brave and they stood up for what they believed in, but they opposed the Japanese occupation. Okay. They were all tied together and killed with a machine gun, literally mowed down. So I don't think you really had to do much to be anti-Japanese either. By the sounds of things, they were just taking in fucking anyone. Yeah. It is thought that the Japanese secret police or the Kempai Tai or Kempai Tai, they actually used this hospital as their base. Now, being secret police, this was all hush hush. But these guys had a reputation for ruthlessness, leading many to believe that a lot of the POWs were tortured, sometimes tortured to death. 
I believe it. Yeah, I mean, especially World War Two, they weren't exactly keeping close eye on fucking things. And yeah. I've heard just some of the stories of what the Japanese soldiers did back then. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. they're fucking hardcore. Yeah, I heard about that. Scary motherfuckers. Yeah. So, and actually, that's my next bullet. These Kempei Tai were hardcore. <laughs> mm. There are even stories claiming that they would leave severed heads on spikes outside public buildings. Literally like the way we leave dead spiders out so the other spiders know not to fuck with us. <laughs> they were doing this, but with severed fucking heads. One, one got close to breaching the fortress, but well, Adam spider, killed it. Yeah. I killed a brown widow the other day. And I'm not like, usually if I see spiders brown? or wasps or anything. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> but usually if I see spiders or wasps or anything like that, I tend to leave them be. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. Ah, ah. <laughs> insect joke. But when I know that they're poisonous, yeah, I'm like, no, fuck that. Yeah, it's too risky. Yeah, like I don't want Max or Porkchop fucking eating this thing and then dying. Yeah, it's like a redneck with a gun. Risky. <laughs> Did you hear about this redneck redneck festival? No. Forty eight thousand rednecks, and I'm pretty sure only one person got their throat slit. So they're considering it a success and they're holding another one in October. I think it's ah, called the Redneck Rave. To tempt faith. Yeah, to one guy faith. drove his RV like he was just gunning it through a crowd of people or something. And whatever he like ramp he went up, I'm assuming he was going up a ramp because he's a redneck in an RV. A spike impaled the RV, came up through the floor and in through his stomach. Yeah. So it was... Whoa. Pretty much exactly what I would expect from a redneck rave, to be That's honest. It ins- sounds like the worst place to be. A redneck rave? Well, I think that was just the name of the festival. I'm sure it was just all country music and oh. meth. Lots and lots of meth. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry, off topic there. So yeah, these guys would leave heads on spikes. Basically, like, imagine going to the chemist or the, the drugstore and there's your fucking neighbor's head on a spike outside the door. Yeah, that's just crazy. And I'm I'm being pretty brief about the history as well, because I'm sure there's a lot more. But after World War II, the hospital returned to the British and... <laughs> I feel like I'm just doing a lot of this on my hands. The hospital <laughs> returned to the British and over the years, it changed, hand a couple more, <laughs> changed hands a couple more times. Singapore eventually gained its own independence and kept using the hospital until 1997. Now, I don't think there was any elevators in the hospital, and it's on a hill. So, like, by 1997, it was really fucking outdated. Like, the staff were finding it really hard to manage the stairs and stuff. So, can you imagine, like, transporting fucking patients? That Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, it was just, like, not a nice place to be. And, yeah, in 1997, the the reason why they left is they just had a... They had built a more modern, better quality hospital, like, further down the road. It's still in Shanghai. But they literally just walked away from the building and left it to turn into a big derelict spooky building in the fucking woods. They did that SpongeBob meme where they were like, all right, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the area surrounding the hospital is actually really fucking nice. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently it's full of holiday homes and villas and shit like that and like nice resorts and stuff. I think it, it's either on a lake or by the sea or something. It, I've seen pictures of it though and it does look fucking lovely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, so eventually someone did, I think in like 2004, 2007 or something, 
someone bought the hospital and the grounds with the intention of building a luxury resort. Okay. But these plans fell through due to financial reasons. Okay. We all know that's bullshit. The real reason? Ghosts. Fucking ghosts, man. <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> now, now, in all likelihood, it probably is due to financial reasons. But yeah, I'm also going to say here as well, because for some reason I didn't write it down. Before, like when the British first built the hospital and stuff, it was all lovely. And then the, the Japanese took over it for like three or four years. And like straight away when the British moved back into it, it was a totally different fucking ball game. It went from being this lovely, like modern type building to this horrific place where torture had happened. And yeah. it had been um, like converted into a prison as well. Yeah. So just that alone would tend to make the place seem a lot fucking spookier. Yeah. And I'm sure half the guys there were like, oh, my brother was fucking here or my friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, almost immediately reports of shit started going down. Yeah. Today, people who have visited the hospital report hearing disembodied screams, a bunch of reports of shadow people just fucking hanging around. Some people have seen bloody apparitions of soldiers walking the halls. Whoa. Yeah, now that's fucking that's intense. unique. Yeah. Mm. And as well, like, I'm pretty sure I read one account and it was like just the top half covered in blood, just kind of floating Whoa. on down the corridor. That's metal. Like Harry Potter shit. <laughs> yeah. And others have reported the presence of a young boy who simply, who simply sits and stares. Okay. There is a movie called Haunted Shanghai, which was filmed there. And it's a, it was down as a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. It's a ghost, a ghost adventures style documentary. I love but, mockumentaries. Yeah, but it's all scripted. It's not supposed to be funny, I don't think. Yeah. It was just a scripted documentary well, style. Well, like the Blair, Blair Witch. Exactly. That's a mockumentary. It's not a comedy. Anyway, I have not seen it, but I really want to now. Me too. And apparently, uh, also it's, it is in English. I think it's all Singapore. Sing- Singaporean sick Singaporean people but it's uh they speak English anyway I probably sound really dumb saying that could be their fucking national language I honestly don't know anyway it is said that one of the scenes featuring a shadow person in the movie was actually a legit shot oh of a ghost yeah nice. which they only realized in post and decided like Fucking keep it. We have to leave this in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A few other things have brought the hospital into the limelight in recent years, such as in 2014, when an Instagram user, Mohobos, M-O-H-O-B-O-S. All right. Anyway, he posted a picture of him posing in the hospital in like broad daylight. And he, I'm pretty sure he says in the Instagram post, like, I was too scared to come in here at night. They had done like some cycling tour of the countryside or something. Mm-hmm. And they got there and it was still dark and they were like, no, fuck this. So they waited until it got bright. Yeah. Then they went in to take some like gnarly photos. People say that there is a ghostly figure in the window in the background. Personally, it could be. But you know how skeptical I am of photos. Either way, it's a cool photo. Okay. And then again, in 2017, a Singaporean paranormal crew posted a video of what people say is a nurse walking down one of the hallways. Hmm. Again, I'll let you judge for yourself. I've seen other people say it's clearly a nurse holding a baby, wearing this, 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 and this. And I was like, I'll settle for a nurse because it is 
an interesting video. One of the main sources that I used was this magazine uh, given to us by our friend across the street. Mm-hmm. So I did use that to get the story off the ground. And I also used um, stomp.straightstimes.com, which is where I found the picture. Oh, again, I'll post all these in the show notes. The video was actually off of the Facebook account of that paranormal crew and this other source was lineup.com and oh yeah, yeah, yeah sorry i wrote these the other day so i'm like fucking remembering as i'm reading it but thankfully there was someone out there who documented a bunch of these stories from the hospital their website is hungzai.com h-u-n-g-z-a-i.com and it's Singapore's freakiest online ghost stories. Okay. So if you're interested, definitely go check that out. I'm going to read directly from the website right now. Okay. Also, they're labeled um, mild, nightmare, spooky, or... Oh, that's it. I think that's it. Mild, nightmare, or spooky. I wonder which one is the habanero flavor and which one is the lemon pepper. I would think lemon pepper is definitely the mild. Oh, no. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Habanero would be nightmare. Okay. And spooky is probably like Frank's. Like buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Frank's hot sauce. So let's start off with a spooky one. Okay. I like wings. I'm not a huge fan. I eat like a child. So I like the bonus wing. Okay. So the first one we're going for is spooky. Okay. This story took place during my army days a couple of years back. Twelve of us from the same camp shared the same interest in quote-unquote exploring haunted places. I don't know why it's in quotes anyway. And, oh, quote-unquote looking for ghosts. Maybe this is written by Joey Tribbiani. Yeah, maybe. He doesn't know how to use a finger quote. We went to places such as Lim Chu Kang Chinese Cemetery and Mount Pleasant Cemetery in the dead of night for that adrenaline rush. Fortunately, I did not encounter anything strange. Until we decided to explore the old Shanghai Hospital. Okay. Oh, so this guy says the old Shanghai Hospital has since been renovated into a spanking new hospital. I didn't know that. And I looked at a very recent video of it. Anyway, however, before that, it was just an old, abandoned, dirty and rundown building. For those who have been there, you would know what I mean. I haven't been there. This group of friends and I attended a campmate's birthday party at a chalet nearby and someone suggested that we check out Old Shanghai Hospital since we were already there. We left the party at around 11pm and proceeded to our destination. When we reached there, we followed one of my friends who had been there before. We entered through a side gate leading to a small entrance of the building. When we reached the first staircase landing, that friend suggested that we go up to the highest level and walk along the corridors to the other to the other end of the building. We followed the plan. While we were walking along the corridors, many of us strayed into some of the rooms to peek at its decay. Thus, we did not exactly walk in an orderly manner, with people falling behind and overtaking me constantly. There were about 17 or 18 of us, since some friends had brought their girlfriends along, and I did not really remember who were around me. When you are nervous and scared, you do not really pay attention to these details. Eventually, we reached the end of the corridor 
and I heard my friend's instruction to take the stairs to the first floor. Those in the front started to descend the stairs and I followed suit. I think I was one of the few who were at the back of the group, thus I just descended without paying any attention to the level. I thought, just follow the person in front of me and I should exit at the correct level. For those who have been there, you would know that the stairs lead all the way from the top level to the basement levels. I just continued going down level after level and between each level you had to go down two flights of stairs. After descending the first, you had to make a U-turn and descend another before reaching the next level. I saw someone in front of me in a white t-shirt going down the stairs, so I followed. As I descended the first flight of stairs and was about to U-turn to go down to the next, my friends called out to me. I I looked up and saw all of them standing at the top. I turned to look at which level I was going to and it clearly stated B1. Where are you going? asked one of my friends. I did not say anything. I just climbed up the stairs to meet them before exiting the building. I did not mention anything about it as the old folks always said that if you were to encounter something strange or supernatural, do not talk about it immediately at the location. Just act like you do not know anything. So the question still plays me to the, till today. Who was the person I followed it down to be one? I like it. And about this this is a very common occurrence there mm. so i'm pretty sure like well maybe not now if it has been reopened that i looked at a recent video and it was still like under construction but a lot of the things i was reading all said like that they were doing either tours or just friends breaking in for fun but there was almost always somebody who would lead one or a little bunch of members of the main group away and then they would kind of come to and they'd look around and that person would be gone. And they would have heard, like, interacted with them and all. And the person would be like, oh, just come down here. Like, I'll show you this room or something. Something as simple as that. Then all of a sudden they'd be gone. And this person would be standing on their own in a pitch black fucking hospital. That's interesting. Yeah. Sort of like divide and conquer. Yeah, yeah. But that's funny. That's how you and I behave when we experience paranormal things. We're just like. Ignore it. Let's talk about this <laughs> later. Yeah. Oh, this one's level scary. Okay. So that's probably in between spooky and nightmare. Sure. I don't know what flavor that would be. My friend was leaving Singapore for a period of two years. (laughs) I I would think it would go barbecue and then Frank's red hot. Anyway, my friend was leaving Singapore for a period of two years and rented a chalet near the old Shanghai hospital before his departure. Spicy barbecue. I'll take it. Being adventurous, we had decided to go there to take a look. Strict instructions were given before setting off. We were to walk in twos, buddy system, and keep a lookout for our buddies. If we were to hear, feel, or see anything, we were not to scream, tell anyone, or run away. Those with weak animal zodiacs were advised to pair up with someone who was of a stronger animal zodiac. Interesting. Yeah, especially since we were told that that year was... Not good for those born in the year of the horse. One of our friends, a horse. <laughs> what is a horse? What sign is that? That is the sign. Oh, okay. I didn't. I was thinking of something else. Either way, that's funny to me. That's Chinese zodiac, where it's like, you know, they oh, have shit. Leo, yeah, Aries, yeah. they have horse, ox. Okay, okay. What well, you our... thought he was Bojack Horseman? Horse. You know who that is? Yeah. <laughs> 
So anyway, one of our friends, a horse, who used to be very on about these kind of things, did not want to go. Ironically, he paired up with another horse, which is obviously no good. He said he had a bad feeling about this adventure. We brushed him off and <laughs> headed for our destination. And we yeah, fed him an apple. Good horse. <laughs> we fed him an apple. <laughs> Whoa there. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I've got a sugar lump. <laughs> Slowly, in twos, we walked towards the back staircase leading up to the hospital. As our group was pretty big, about 25 of us. Who has this many friends? And the last group as well. They're probably young. By the time the first pair reached the top of the stairs, the last pair was only at the bottom. We headed into the hospital, slowly and cautiously. As we did not have a torch with us, it was too dark to see anything. The guy in front of me tried to shine some light with his lighter, but to no avail. It was at this time that the whole group of us gathered slightly inside the entrance. However, one of the girls... A nurse, normally quite experienced with the supernatural and such, and she's a staunch Catholic, mind you, commented that we should go back. So we decided to go back to get a light before coming back to explore. On reaching the chalet, and on further discussion, we decided not to go back there. All of us were pretty shaken after sharing our experiences. The nurse apparently heard the sound of slippers dragging. However, it was only one side of a slipper. That's gross, like that one is. slipper. Yeah. She also saw a new pair of slippers by the side of the entrance. New pair! And this hospital was supposed to have been abandoned for like a few years now. The rest of the hospital was so dusty and dirty. If this was not eerie enough, all of us admitted to the smell of the frangipani? Frangipani? Something. Maybe it's frangipani. Is that a thing? However, the nurse also smelled some kind of bad smell, murky. She said, alternating between the frangi, panny smell, one of the guys, one of the two horses, who was walking behind me while going back down the stairs, which till now gives me the creeps, said that someone tapped him on his shoulder as they were leaving. Weird. Gross. The best part was, when this friend got home the next day, his dad questioned him about going to such a place. How did his dad find out? We were told that his dad, who was sleeping at that time, had a dream. In the dream, this friend of mine was being pestered by a ghost, and there was nothing my friend's dad could do to help him. From then on, my friend carries a talisman wherever he goes. As for me, even though I did not experience anything that night, I tried to avoid such places as much as I can, even till now going to Chang'ai to see the Bapox, which is so damn near the old Chang'ai hospital, gives me the creeps. Do you know what Chinese zodiac you are? I haven't a clue. Probably pig. I'm a hare. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. That's mad, though, that the dad had that fucking dream. Do nightmare. Okay, I'm going to try and find a nightmare. This is a story about my ex-friend Dennis's hobby. Keeping ghost child. <laughs> okay. Ex friend. Oh. The name of the story is Kumandong. You covered Kumandong. Yeah, I did. That's when they keep like fetuses, but, right? Yeah. This story happened more than seven years ago and I never contacted this Dennis since then. Maybe that's why he does he's like an ex friend. He's like, I, nah man. I guess we're about to find out. 
I'm not into that. Spill the tea. I cannot say that. This is awful. No, you sound 65 when you say that. This serves as a story to those who are interested or who have thought of keeping a kumantong for whatever reason. Second part of the story will show how the kumantong affected his life and stuff which haven't occurred yet because the kumantong haven't grown up and he thought he already sent the kumantong away when it is still following him around every day. Can't control spirits, people. Mm -hmm. We can try. I met Dennis a long time ago on a forum. Mm -hmm. Back then, he was introduced to me by another friend of mine who was more active in the forum and meetups. I remember during the first meetup, he kept asking my friend about getting a kumantong and asking more questions regarding the upkeep and stuff. Which temple was good, which lineage was good, how to name them and how to feed them. Fast forward three months, I hear that he has adopted one from one of his friends. By this time, he was very active on the foreman and also always giving opinions to the newcomers. To be frank, his initial post was correct and very informative, indicating the correct mindsets of do's and don'ts of considering getting a kumantong. He ultimately had some sticky posts and became quite commercial, being the head of kumantong and started selling them. Mm-hmm. This was the point when I saw him changing for the worse. He started posting his sale threads like Hate to let him go, but looking for a new home. Or my eldest son, very guai, and listen to his instructions. Easy to maintain. Just set aside a portion of your meal and invite him to eat. I will not do that for anybody. (laughs) Except for me. (laughs) Obviously. You do that for me, it's nice. Every 15th of the month, buy a flower. Yakult. Saw him in a dream before. Looks very cute. (laughs) Likes to play toy cars and is looking for a new home. Yakult is those little protein shakes. Oh. Oh, maybe that's what he likes. Yeah. Okay. Kids do like those. Yeah, I suppose. When I read this, I go, WTF? (laughs) SPCA advertising stray dogs for adoption. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. This guy's English is clearly quite bad, but he's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, he does. Stuff like that, and it's, Damn unorthodox already, even from the short description above. How the fuck does he know the Kumantong likes to eat chicken, rice, or very guai? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, fuck I that love means. that. Like his English is his grammar is bad, but he could be like, "How the fuck does he know?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's got a really strong Irish accent. <laughs> so this guy basically says that he dreams and communicates with the spirit of the Kumantong, and he sees him in his dreams. Okay. And their presence can be felt. When, like, the family are in danger, for example, he can feel the Kumanthong tap his shoulder and stuff to let him know that he's there. He went on to describe how the Kumanthong helps him get girls and how he rewards the Kumanthong. Like, he chants the Katha to activate the Kumanthong. FYI, there are many Kathas for different Kumanthong, different spirits. I shall not say Kumanthong 1, for example, for Ankot, Payawanon, or Spirit Monkey. You start off by saying fire one on Hanuman, Nak, etc, etc. I feel like I'm going to summon something right now. And even more kata for different purposes. Okay. But I shall not reveal them here. There is no point in learning them. Okay. Occasionally he will start a thread and say, very happy today. He finally saw his new kid and how he uses meta oil or naman pry to get girls in clubs. 
like just walk past the girl and brush her elbow with your finger dipped in the Nam Man Pry and the girl will automatically come to you. Or get into a lift and instruct the Kumantong, then the girl will automatically give you her number. All kinds of this bullshit. I think if he is still alive today, he should be the king of bullshit. <laughs> and he even says those things that he sells are being trained and disciplined to be good kids. They will help you gain merit, dedicate merits, tamboon when get paid, let you get reincarnated faster, all these. He spends the whole day talking about this shit. After some time, the stuff that he's selling seems really out of this world, and you can see that he's crazy. Kumantong with bone fragments of the girl who died in an accident. Kumantong with long hair of girl who hanged herself. Kumantong with corpse oil. Whatever fucking that is, it sounds awful. Or a 90-year-old coffin nail embedded in the base with bone ash stuffed in the base of the Kumantong. All sorts of shit. That's some <laughs> black power, shit. Yeah. Superpower, Barang Makayam, whatever that means. The ring from Green Lantern. I don't know. Maybe it's just the superheroes. I remember I got this one guy selling Kumathong in darker tones as compared to the rest because it was wrapped with the dead with the cloth of a dead body. Thai custom, they use white cloth to wrap the body. Then soaked in corpse oil and chanted over for forty nine days. I think I, I talked about how you make corpse oil. Really? I think so. But yeah, you ha- you need a dead body. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah. This is the most crazy out of all the spectacular stuff. Corpse oil? Really? One day he met up with my friend and he knew I was coming and he asked what all I want to see and he will bring it. I told him, I want to see your Nam Man Pry, which is the oil. Ooh. He says, okay. When I met him, I see the color. Bright yellow, how it should be. And the bottle is very big, like... Ooh five centimeters tall i told him i don't even need to smell it your naman pry color looks like the corpse urine and he says that he got it for five hundred dollars i told him that real naman pry costs a few tens of thousands for that kind of bottle very expensive because it's illegal to dig up a corpse and boil or cut the chin okay i still remember the haters trying to bash him and saying that this shit was fake and that they need to try and control this bullshit that they're spreading. Yeah. Firstly. Contain the bullshit. <laughs> firstly, you are the one who consecrate them. If not, then they grow up year by year. See how you control. Mm. I can say almost every Kumanthong is only waiting for one thing. That one thing is to wait for your luck to be low. They can wait for five days, five months, five years, ten years, and suddenly appear again one day. And you are dead. Mm. these fellas are really very patient trust me so i think the translation is they wait until you're at a low point yes yeah, or so like you, at your weakest so you think that they've already been reincarnated and done good for you yeah but then okay enough about all these let's talk about the shit he got himself and his family into after a while and how he played with fire and got burnt i want to hear about that damn jalat I don't know what Jalat means, but I think I'm going to start calling people Jalat. Maybe it's a curse word. I then lost contact with him and didn't talk to him because I knew he was doomed once he started down such a path. Barang collectors will all know barangs are like fully charged batteries. Don't talk about the consequences of using barang. 
I will come to that in later posts. Okay. okay. At the start, it's very Jalan and effective, but slowly, 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 the effects slowly die off and Barang people get more Barangs and it's not cheap. Okay, so like your first hit costs is kind of cheap, but then after that, you got to keep going back. I wonder what Barangs are. I have no fucking idea. I can't look it up. Neither can I. That's why we need a nice new Canon M50. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyway, back to the story. At one point of time, he had over 50 Kumantongs at home. Damn. Until it became like an altar in in his living room. And when shit started, he only had eight of them. His wife got pregnant during that time. And all along, no bad things would happen. And the baby was healthy and all until the kid was born. They got excited and bought a lot of baby stuff. Cots, prams from relatives and all the whatnots. And at this point of time, Dennis even considered letting go of some of his kumantongs, except for maybe one or two. He slowly started to feel strange that he couldn't feel his kumantong presence anymore. And sometimes when he chanted the kata to summon them, the baby would suddenly cry very loud, like as if you used a needle to prick the baby. Hmm. He would use the cane and cane the floor and pretend to be disciplining the thin air or shout out at the altar, when in fact, the Kumantong would be sitting on his baby boy. He started to feel like he'd lost control of these things, and as time went by, he started to become more frustrated and kept scolding the Kumantong, telling them to behave or else he will send them all to the temple. It started with mild stuff, like the baby always crying in the middle of the night and just not wanting to go to sleep until dawn. So he went to like a, a priest or something. Yeah. To get advice on how to discipline, yeah, how to handle the kumantong, and they suggested talismans. Yeah, so put a talisman in your pillow, burn the talisman, and then let the baby drink it. Fucking hell, don't do that. Some of these things would help for like one or two nights, and then the problem would come back. Some didn't even help. He started to lose faith in his religion. In Singapore, there are not many Thai arcans. That can do such stuff. And unfortunately, or should I say, fortunately, since he deserves it, spiteful, he didn't know any of them. The problem started to get worse. Dennis and his wife would fight often due to this because even Dennis thinks it's the Kumantong causing the problem, but the wife didn't see the same way. The problem started to get worse. He could hear the kids laughing at night after he scolded them or hit the cane with the, or hit the cane on the floor as if challenging him. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it is. His kid would cry and cry, and he knew he was in deep trouble when he changed the baby's diaper and he saw blue-black on the kid's thigh, so bruises. He became very scared and went to the altar and asked the kids to let the baby off him and leave it alone. This was it. Even if he already mentally lost to the Kumantong, this action showed that not only him but the family was under control of the kids. He would sometimes receive calls from his wife crying that after she came out of the bathroom, the bedroom was in a mess and all the folded kiddies' clothes were all over the room and she would carry the kids out to the corridor and call Dennis, not daring to go back into the house. And on one instance, all the kids' shoes would be displayed nicely outside on the shoe rack together with the adults' ones. That's weird. That is. So I guess the Kumantong were taking shoes? it. No, I think the 
Kumatong were taking the baby's shoes and putting them and out putting there. them outside organizedly like hmm. weird he tried Tanki, tibetan buddhism thai buddhism taoism and even went to the church but no one could help him as i said even if they did manage to help him it would only be for a while needless to say the couple were already on the verge of divorce his career came next or should i say next to go his workmate sabotaged him and stabbed him in the back until Shalat had lots of shit happening in the office. Out of all the consultation with different religions and different masters, the conclusion he got was that there were 12 spirit kids left in his house, though there are only eight buka or statues. Mm-hmm. And three of these kids are almost adults because he kept these three for many years and they were very mischievous. People would say, why not just give the kid whatever it wants? Burn whatever it wants. Asks mo- ask the monks to chant. Overwrite them. Problem is, you think it's so easy? This was a wake-up call for Dennis. But the call came too late. There was no turning back. He can throw it all into a gunny sack and leave it on the temple counter over lunch when there's nobody there. Yes, he can do that. But the Kumathong are all still sitting in his house. What do they want? They want nothing. They just want to fuck shit up. They only want the owners who once controlled them. This is what the young ones think. As for the older ones, last time you ordered them to do things, caned them, don't give them food for one day for not doing the things you commanded them to do, like no girls, bed girls, bewitch people, whatever. Now they, one by one, calculate with you. They only need one thing, which is for your luck to change or for it to be low. Once it is like this, it will only get worse. Before long, the wife left and stayed with her mother, and Dennis went back once in a while to see them. He lost his job, gambled all his money away and ended up borrowing from loan sharks. He suffered a lot of mental torture, having to live with them and face them day in, day out. There was even once when he woke up because he heard his baby crying, and he sprang up from his bed and went to the old baby cot room. He thought he heard wrongly, But even when he reached outside the room door, the sound was right from the inside of the room. He quickly opened the door and he was reminded his wife and kids had already left him. What was in that room? Uh. In the middle of the empty room on the floor was two Kumantong statues facing the door. And in front of the statues was two sets of baby clothing that had belonged to his kid. And the story ends there. That's crazy. That has nothing to do with the hospital, but it was a good story. The reason why it came up is because it's from the same region. Ah, uh, that's how this uh, website is fucking organized. I'll definitely be going back to this website. I will be proofreading. Yes, <laughs> the stories in the future. But um, yeah, there you go, guys. All some right, Singaporean shit, and I'll try and find some like bonus creepy, uh, Changai stories. Yeah. For like the next one, or maybe we can just do all old Shanghai stories. I feel like, like we could find some real like gold in these like obscure websites. Yeah, right. And we can make this a thing where we just like find some stories, paraphrase them, proofread, and then read them. To be honest, we're a couple of days late with our pork chops titillating tales of true terror. Mm-hmm. So we can pull from this. Some of this. Yeah. yeah. If pork chop approves. Of course. Um, so yeah, there you go, guys. All right. 
Thank you all for being Patreon members. You already follow us on all the bullshit. Make sure to reach out to us, message us, let us know what you want, what you don't want. And yeah, thanks for tuning in again. All right, see you later. Bye.